0: Hi, and welcome to season two, episode one of Back at Burris, the podcast where current and Burris students talk to Burris alumni about experiences of Burris and in the future. I'm your host, Graham Reader, and I'm here today with Carrie Wolf. Hello. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about it yourself? Yeah. Um, so,
1: I graduated Burris in 1997, and I went here for kindergarten, and then I came back ninth through 12th grade. It was the best experience ever. My best friends here are still my best friends now and it's an amazing school and I'm so excited to be here.
0: Why don't you tell us a little bit like the experience of being back after not being here for so long.
1: It's incredibly surreal. I feel like I have the soundtrack to an 80s movie uh, running through my brain. Um, It's just so nostalgic like I'm here during the fall and the leaves are beautiful and changing which they don't do in LA and I just walked past the playground and i you know walked into the office and saw the hallways for the first time since 1997 and thankfully you gave me a tour of the whole school (laughs) and it's been absolutely wonderful so thank you for for inviting me
0: of course we're happy to have you here so when you were in uh high school here because the majority of your experience was here in high school right yes are there any memorable things that like stick out of your mind stuff you remember oh
1: gosh well i think you know um One of the special things about going to school here is that a lot of my friends, you know, they've got, they've got, they had siblings who went to school here at the same time because it's K through 12, which is a really cool, unique experience. So I loved like walking down the hallways, you know, being in high school, but seeing like my best friend's little brother walking by and my other friend's little sister and just, it felt, it made it feel like a big family and, um, you know, The teachers here were really special, um, and I just felt like, you know, because so many of the the students had known each other since kindergarten, it really did feel like a big, big family. Um, So I have so many memories that, like, if my friends listen to this, they'll appreciate, but, um, you know, I just absolutely loved (laughs) just – yeah, I mean, we would we were cheerleaders, my friends and I. So, you know, we would we would cheer on the basketball team and go to Pizza King after. And um, my friends were on the volleyball team, and and you know, back then they were just, I mean, as they have been for a long time, they were incredible. So, like memories of going to ball gym and cheering them on, and having the crowds, and and having this like amazing team of you know, volleyball players playing and like just the teachers here were really interesting and sometimes hilarious. And we had an office called The Office where we would all sit around between classes and we would all just hang out and talk to the two teachers whose office it was and all sit around on their couch. And like, I don't know, we just had, it was just such a different, more intimate vibe to it than any other high school I know about. So yeah it was just amazing
0: yeah i completely agree especially with like how small the classes are yeah like the class sizes and the people they bring in yeah you know everyone yeah and the teachers all know you by name yes uh and it's hard for like people not to talk or get along because you're spending every day with the same people right like you can like i have a class of maybe 50 it's like and some other people in muncie have classes of 200 exactly it makes it a much more tight-knit community and
1: yeah I think I think my graduating class was like like maybe oh gosh 40 people um and a lot of us had gone to school here since kindergarten and so everybody like it felt like you're going to school you're in class with like your brother your sister so it was very unique
0: yeah and so um we have access to all the yearbooks from years past so we ha- we have a little bit of stuff from school here but like you were a cheerleader right yes yeah and you like I, we don't have that much at least i haven't if seen that's much that's what you want to call cheer- me we <laughs> we call
1: ourselves the bad news bears of cheerleading
0: oh my gosh we i love that
1: very flexible limber um our form was pretty bad um my best friend was a base and would have to lift me and i was the same weight as her i was stocky so i, feel, I felt but we had so much fun. And
0: that's what's important. Yeah. Um and so if this is correct, uh it said you were elected for homecoming court at one point. Yes. Am I right? I guess so. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well Yeah. It's like crazy. i I've, I'm okay. I went to Yorktown for about half a year, a couple of years yeah. ago, and I absolutely hated it compared to I Harris. went
1: to a different middle school. I don't know if I want to say it. And <laughs> Let me just say that, like, the reason I, I came to school in ninth grade here was because I I had a very difficult time there for many reasons. And my mom, who had gone to Burris, shout out, Tina, Tina, Tina Wolf, but her maiden name is Brown, as did my two uncles and my aunt, the Browns. So if, if alumni are listening and remember the Brown family, that's my family, <laughs> Vivian, Steve and Frank. Anyway, so she would literally call the office and show up at the office, like trying to get me into Burris. She knew it was such a special place and she wanted me to be able to come back. So luckily they let me come back. And so I also have that perspective of being at another school. And so that really like, you know, just cemented like the special quality of this place.
0: Yeah, and I think the fact that it's also like right next to a college campus yes. gives you a lot of
1: oh freedom
0: freedom and experiences that you couldn't get. Like.
1: Exactly. Like the fact that you can leave school and walk to the student center for lunch. It's amazing. Like I had classes with college students. I was like this high school kid taking Spanish with college students.
0: And we have plenty of students doing that nowadays too, anyways. Yeah,
1: like it's really special. And like I tell people when describing the school, we were sort it's a laboratory school. So we are in a way lab rats where you would have teachers learning how to teach right with us. And there were all these different teaching methods that were being, you know, implemented with us. And so the way statistics was taught was like really a different way and method or this class and this class was always like a different method of teaching, which was interesting.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you've heard recently about what they've done with the middle school. They've changed it entirely from like a normal middle school curriculum to something called Impact, where instead of doing like homework or lessons, they do stuff that actually, you know, gets them cemented in real world ideas of what they're learning about. That sounds
1: so Burris. I love it. It really does. It really does.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. And we still get teachers coming from like student teachers from Ball State who are taking teaching courses come and teach elementary classes or sit in in high school classes. Right. It's such a like a unique experience for the students and i think for the ball state students as well
1: yeah it is it is like it's like this big petri dish where they're coming and they're just like they're just throwing all these different like methods in to see what's 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 going to work with the student i mean of course it's very thought through and and um but it it just makes it such a unique experience and i remember having this math teacher in high school who said listen you know i'm not going to teach you the math You're basically going to go home and I'm going to give you homework. You're going to try and figure it out yourself. And, you know, I think that worked for some students. It was harder for me because I needed to be taught math because it wasn't a strong, strong subject of mine. Um, But it was just really different because, you know, she wanted us to think differently. And I think it really helped, helped me going into college, try and be like to be independent, more independent. And Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, even during, like, the COVID pandemic a couple of years ago, when everyone was virtual on school, our, my biology, not biology, chemistry teacher, sent, um, like, sent the school packets to send with us home. And she walked us through labs at home or had us do labs alone without, like, instruction at all and try to figure it out ourself. And, um, well, that's scary. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I passed the class, fortunately. That's good. But That's it was... good.
1: Don't know if I would have, <laughs> if I'm
0: being completely honest. Yeah, well, COVID was a difficult year for everything. Yeah. Uh, but the teachers still managed to find special and intricate ways to get through it and do it while still keeping students engaged. Yes. And so I think births is really malleable and special in that way that they can actually... One thing I've noticed is students actually pay attention in classes. Yeah. Like they care. Yeah. Which I haven't seen in other schools I've gone to. And with the new Indiana regulations about graduating, Burris has had been having a fun time with that because you need like an internship or a job experience or a independent study to graduate. Oh. Um, and Burris has, at least for seniors and some of us, we have an entire one or two class periods to work on our independent study or go to our internship. Yeah. Um, because I know some people are actually going out and doing internships and things in Muncie. Like, a couple of my friends are going to intern at, like, working backstage in a theater. Or my my other friend's doing tech work at a church. Like, mm-hmm. um, and they let us just go out for a couple hours and just make sure we come back. It's, yeah, uh, I think it's a fantastic program. Yeah. So, after Burris, right, you went to IU. Yes. For business, minor, and a telecommunications major, correct? Yes. So, what was that like transferring from graduating from Burris to going into, like, a large school like IU?
1: It was challenging. Um, it, it is a really large school. And I was a fine-to-good student here. But, you know, going to college at 18 years old, um, it's it, it was overwhelming at times, like the course load and kind of just, you know, having to study the amount I did all of that I mean I studied in high school but it was a lot but the good news is um, you know like I had a lot of my best friends from Burris who actually went to school there and lived in the dorm right next door to me so I would get to see them and that kind of helped ease me into the college experience but and I was two hours away and that felt like it kind of felt far away and yet I could always come home if I needed to but IU was like a fantastic college. And, um, you know, I was definitely, my, my family actually moved to Florida when I was the summer before my senior year of high school. And I stayed with my grandma and finished out Burris. So that helped me also be more independent. Um, and I think just coming, going to Burris, like I was able to be an independent person and, and, and I remember not getting like as homesick as, as a lot of, my you know fellow students and everything but but yeah college is a lot for an 18 year old um so i think the teachers here did as much as they could to prepare us um but yeah but 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 going to iu was incredible
0: yeah um it it isn't that far away two hours yeah will feel like a lot sometimes but yeah it's close enough yeah it is so in in college so you studied telecommunications yes like is there anything at Burris that inspired you to do that, or any classes that like made you think you want to do that, or was that just something you always wanted to do? Well,
1: I remember being interested in being on camera. Like, I wanted to be a broadcast journalist, so I took media classes here with Fred Shears, and we had News in a Flash, and I did that like every week. And um, I just remember being fascinated with news, with um, you know, like the business of television, and with production, and with sort of journalism and pop culture in general. I was obsessed with TV. I watched it all the time. I was obsessed with movies, all of it. I was like an information junkie, pop culture junkie. So my original thought was I was going to be like a, like a Katie Couric, I was gonna be on, on air. And then when I was in college, I was told by so many people like, listen, the path there is really tough. You're going to spend a lot of your years working, you know, in Fargo or in a, you know, tiny town. It's going to take a long time to get there. And I just started shifting my focus to be like behind the scenes. And I didn't know if that meant being, I knew I wanted to be in film or TV. I knew that. That's why, you know, but I didn't know what that meant. Um, for a brief period, I, you know, I had an internship at a magazine and I thought maybe I wanted to work in magazines, but I just loved pop culture and that never went away from the time I was like 12 and reading People Magazine obsessively through to now. I'm still, I'm still a pop culture junkie.
0: Well, yeah, some of those things stick with you. I do have a quick question. Yeah. Uh, when you were here, what was News in a Flash like? Because New- I've seen the couple that were a, a couple years ago. And- um, well, I think that my
1: mom still has a VHS tape of it. Um... It probably would look like uh, something from like the 60s, but it was a desk in this room set up against that wall. And I think there was there was one camera and it was me and another person who was, um, we were just announcing the news. We were announcing the local volleyball game. It was... Very pedantic and very just sort of, I don't even know if we had like a theme song or anything. I remember like touching my ear uh, so that one of my friends could like see a like a funny little, I was, I don't know. I was basically sending a signal to my friend. (laughs) Anyway, stupid memory, but it was very, uh, it'd probably be extremely embarrassing to watch. (laughs) I'm sure I was awkward and,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, th- I think that's how all of those high school productions go. Um, I know I have plenty of videos from projects and stuff I did back at a couple of years ago that I would not want to look back at. Right. But I am looking forward to bringing news in a flashback, even if I'm- Do you like,
1: have any fun plans? Like
0: uh, I don't know yet. I've been mainly working on this podcast and such, no. So, but uh, I'm looking forward to it coming back, even if I'm not on it. If I'm just working on it, that'll yeah. be fun.
1: Well, you guys have done an amazing job with this podcast because I'm sitting in this podcast booth. It's like state-of-the-art. It's nicer than- any podcast booth I've ever seen. I'm being serious. It's very professional. I'm really impressed. Uh,
0: Yeah, (laughs) I came in last week when it was here and kind of was blown away when he brought the whole class in here. We had those new lights and microphones everywhere. We've got crazy new technology. Like we've got those beam lights and it's amazing. And the fact and the stuff that um, Rob Jones has been able to do, like being able to take over the website, which is a (laughs) <laughs> um, and we're begin- we're going to be fixing it I
1: might have gone on it, no comment
0: <laughs> Yeah, we don't like it either um, But like y- being able to live stream sports And orchestra concerts and band concerts That hasn't been a thing Like in the six years that I've been here
1: Yeah, you need to get that orchestra live streamed stat
0: Yeah, I think we have A couple have already been live streamed I
1: need to be like working from home Listening to the Burris Orchestra live like we, that is gonna make we are pretty me, cool. It's just gonna like elevate my experience in life so much. I'm gonna be coming up with shows just listening to the Burris Orchestra live. I love it.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, I've been in the orchestra since sixth grade, and awesome. it's been a it's been fantastic. We yeah. cycled through three teachers, but still managed to like it's okay keep it strong. And these days with it being live streamed and my grandparents who like are in Florida around this time and we do our Halloween concerts gets to watch it Aww. my um my family that's out of state gets to watch it I it's, love
1: that it's, well I'm going to get to watch it now that I know heck yeah. that it's being live streamed
0: yeah um now so after IU did you immediately move to LA or pretty
1: much yeah I actually drove out I so I I Packed up my Saturn, my midnight blue Saturn, and I drove down south, picked up my uncle who lived in Atlanta. He agreed to drive out to L.A. with me. Drove out to L.A. I had interviewed at my, the place where I got my first job, um, I'd flown out to L.A. my senior year of at IU. I interviewed at this agency, talent agency called UTA, and I got the job, and I then I finished up college, which, by the way, like Knowing you've you've got three months, knowing you have a job lined up and you've got like three more months of college, but you're good, it was pretty amazing. Yeah,
0: I, I feel like that would be very stress relieving.
1: I barely graduated college, but I did. So I drove out to LA. I had my job lined up. So I started, I, I remember it was Memorial Day weekend. So um, I started that Tuesday and like wore a suit and was in the mailroom of this big talent agency like sorting mail uh sorting you know um fan mail for Jim Carrey and things like that down in the mailroom of this agency it was was pretty surreal
0: that that is pretty cool I'm guessing the switch between like Indiana and LA is kind of like pretty (laughs) incredible
1: yeah I lived in an apartment that was you know a block from Sunset Boulevard um and I would go to the grocery store and see this celebrity and that celebrity or go to my job and hear agents talking about Robert De Niro and I'd see Ben Stiller in the lobby and I was like, God, I'm not in Kansas anymore. Um, it was pretty incredible. For somebody like me who like loved that world, I was in heaven.
0: I bet. Yeah. Now, it's like, give me l- just a little rundown of where you were then and then where you're at now. like. Yeah.
1: Okay. So <laughs> I started in the mailroom. I remember, like I said, I was pushing a mail cart and I was, you know, delivering mail to agents in boxes. And when I say agent, I mean, you know, an agent who represent, they represented writers and producers and actors and all kinds of people. Um, I got put on a desk. I was hired to be the assistant to an agent who ran this department they called the alternative television department which was basically any television that wasn't scripted so if you think about it a scripted show is like a sitcom a drama so take those away that leaves everything else it's reality tv it's talk shows it's documentaries it's you know all kinds of stuff and he represented all the best producers in that field in that world so i was there when like survivor was blowing up and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and Amazing Race, and all these really interesting shows that people were talking about. This was 2001. And I was quickly promoted to agent in 2003. I was only 23. I wasn't even born yet. Exactly. (laughs) And that's not depressing at all. So (laughs) I was this young agent, and I was representing producers and learning a lot about the businesses I was like going along. Um, and then I was there for five years and I went to, with my boss, to a production company, a big British production company called RDF Media. And that was the production company that produced, do you remember like a show called Wife Swap? I do. So they produced Wife Swap. They created that show. Oh. There was a show called Secret Millionaire. They cr- It was on ABC. They created that. They created a lot of these UK formats that we then adapted in the States. So it was really fun. It was like the first time that my boss and I were actually, you know, making shows. Like we weren't representing the people making the shows. We were the production company producing the shows. So it was really fun. And and then he started his own company in 2010. And eventually after a few months I went over there and it's called kinetic and it's where I still am I've been there for 12 years and um, yeah it is a LA based production company that creates um, you know non-scripted television we actually do have a scripted department a a scripted company now Um, but primarily today we've been doing all sorts of non-scripted shows And I'm head of development with another woman. And my job is to create, develop, pitch, hopefully sell these shows in all different genres. And it's really, really fun. As somebody who watches hours of television, like my job is literally to do that still and then think of ideas that I can sell.
0: That sounds fantastic. It's
1: awesome. I love it.
0: Yeah. So you've worked on a bunch of shows as well, right? So
1: I have always done development. So I am one of the people who is trying to germinate the idea and like flesh it out, really develop it. Like what is this series going to look like? Because it's one thing to just come up with an idea, but you have to envision how it's going to actually look and feel and, and and what is the purpose of this show, right? So I will go to set or I'll go on location, but I am not a physical producer who's actually on location making the show happen. I kind of create it, develop it out, pitch it, sell it, and then I work with the team, the production team, to sort of manifest it and and make it into something that's like amazing that people want to watch.
0: Yeah. So what has been like one of your favorite ideas that you've worked something you've like developed that like sticks with you still like?
1: So, you know, I have well, it's funny. There's, there's a show right now that hasn't been announced. That, um, you know, it'll probably have been announced by the time this 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 um. When is this going to drop? Ah, uh, I think maybe in a week or so. Okay, so it has. It won't happen. All right, but anyway, um, I'm working on a show right now that is in the world of sports. It's an extremely dangerous sport, um, and a few months ago, my assistant sent me an article about this sport that had created this new team series. And they were going to have these competitions almost weekly with a big championship in Vegas. And it's something that hasn't really been a mainstream sport, but it has a ton and ton of fans. And it's like a whole lifestyle. Wish I could tell you more. But, um,
0: I'll find out when the show comes out.
1: Exactly. But we (laughs) sold it to Amazon. And that was something like I'm proud of for for our team, for all of us, because it's a world that I think people are going to be really fascinated by. But like, I don't think it has a mass audience yet. And if we do a good job, we're going to bring in people who are not fans of the sport. And like, that's something that it has really interesting personalities who are these athletes who get paid either very little and they're risking their lives. Every time they they go out and compete in this sport, or they can make a ton of money, but most of them don't make a lot of money. So I'm I'm really excited to like have this platform for these people to be able to to show what they do and how they risk their lives all the time. So that's something that's not as exciting because you I can't tell you what the show is, <laughs> but you know over the years like we're now our company has done a lot of different types of shows. Um, we have a lot of relationship shows like i helped sell married at first sight which is a danish format that we brought over in 2014 and now it's in its like fix 16th season 15 16th season um so being there from like the ground level like helping cast the first season and and just wondering like after we sold it like is this gonna even work are people gonna because the concept of it is singles who want to find love um, we have these experts these relationship experts and psychologists and sociologists they actually pair up singles with each other who are compatible with one another and these singles meet each other at the altar and then they get married but they don't know each other that's interesting like they barely know their name and then for the next several weeks they're married legally married and they have to live together they have to talk about finances meet each other's family friends to talk about everything Um, under the sun and at the end of the experiment they decide whether to stay together or get legally divorced Um, it is a provocative idea and I'm proud of the fact that it's it's produced so many successful relationships so many babies have come out of it there's so many married couples still Um, you know a show that I came up with in the shower was called seven year switch which is another relationship social experiment aired on Lifetime. And um, it was another provocative social experiment that saw couples who were married, who are sort of at a crossroads in their marriage, sort of wondering, you know, is the grass really green on the other side? We would have them meet other married couples in the same predicament who are at this crossroads and swap And live with this experimental spouse we call them for two weeks um kind of learning about themselves and like seeing what it would be like to be with maybe another person and then they come back to their spouse and live with them for the next two weeks kind of talking about everything they've learned and then we find out do they want to stay with their spouse or not it's like these provocative social experiments i love coming up with um we work on a lot of those so yeah I mean, we've got um, a really fun show that just aired this summer on ABC called Claim to Fame, which is not a social experiment. It's kind of like Big Brother with celebrity relatives who hide their identities. And they all have these clues around this big house where they're living in Hollywood. And they're trying to guess each other's identities. It's kind of like Big Brother meets The Mole, if you know that old reality show. Um, So yeah.
0: Yeah, I've actually like, I think I've gotten like at least commercials or something for that one because I very Probably. much like remember the name. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like you've worked on these big shows that I've been hearing about for a while, and like, um, g- knowing that you're a Burris alumni is kind of crazy. Like, yeah, we like it's a small school in Indiana. Like,
1: yeah, but you know, here's the, the here's the thing. Like when you go out to L.A. or like even New York, but especially L.A., everybody is a Midwestern transplant <laughs> because anybody, most people who live in LA, well, a lot of people live in LA. They're in media. They all move out there. They like drive their Saturns out from somewhere in the country. And a large part of the country is like, you know, the Midwest. And a lot of people in the Midwest who want to be in the media, like they either go to Chicago or they go to, but the really big markets, LA and then New York. So they're all coming out to LA. So you'd be surprised how many people are from a tiny midwestern town. Huh. And you can tell cuz they're like the nice people and they have really good work, you know, they're hard workers and they're they there's they have a good reputation in LA. People people like midwesterners. They always say like you're so nice, you're just a, a nice midwest, good midwesterner, which makes me proud, you know.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like the midwestern is often overlooked when it comes to like I mean, just, like, it's kind of forgotten about when you've got, like, like places like New York or L.A. or Vegas.
1: You think that, but then, like, if you look at, like, the popular shows and movies, like, look at Stranger Things. That went huge, yeah. Right? Like, look at, like, a show, remember, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. It was based in a town called Pawnee,
0: which is, I think it was based off of Muncie. Actually, I'm fairly certain both Stranger Things and, and Parks and Rec were based off of Muncie. So, you've got that. And these are two
1: really big, like really important shows that, you know, are in the zeitgeist or Parks and Rec was for many years that people were talking about. Like, yeah, they're rooted in Muncie. Um, look at Bob Ross. I mean, that was a, he is somebody who's absolutely iconic. Uh, there was a documentary on Netflix last year about him and he lived in Muncie. Like, Many trails lead back to Midwestern you know, towns. I've never in really looked at it like that. David Letterman, like, used to talk about Muncie all the time. Garfield. He actually had his Netflix special. He shot it, didn't he, in Muncie yeah, at uh, Ball State.
0: I, I, mean, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. But I actually, didn't know who he was until a couple of days ago. I'm, I'm totally honest.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, you know, a uh, uh, th- a lot of roads lead back to to here. They really do, or or just like to Indiana in general, or to or to the Midwest. You know, cause there's something, you know, like when, well, I'm sure when these writers are thinking of, um, you know, like stranger things and, and, um, you know, like parks and rec, like they choose to have their characters from like a small town in Indiana or the Midwest for a reason, you know, there's something very sweet about it. It seems quote unquote simpler, um, you know, maybe friendlier. And so there's something like also nostalgic about it. Obviously, Stranger Things is, it takes place like in the 80s. Um, I don't know, like it harkens back to a simpler time. And so when you move out to LA or New York, these huge cities, like it's just a harder way of life. So I think that there's something really sweet about, you know, like growing up here in Indiana. Um, It was just a very like there's something very like it's like I have warmth in my heart thinking about it. And I think that no matter how old you get or quote unquote successful you get or accomplished like that always going to hold a place, a special place in your heart. And so I'm not surprised these writers want to like have their characters back there.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, I never really thought of it like that. Like I I grew up in Chicago. I was born in Chicago, lived in the city for a while. Uh, and then moved to Muncie because my parents got a job here. Uh, it's a, I it is a very different feel, but it's it's a good one I think. Like, it, it does feel a little more nostalgic or homey kind of. Yeah. Um, I think that definitely makes a lot more sense thinking about it because I've never really thought about it that way.
1: Yeah, and you know, like coming back here, I haven't been back to Muncie in a few few years. But, like. I was driving into town and my grandma, who was my best friend, who I lived with my senior year of high school, lived on Tally Avenue just down the street. And I'm driving by and like there's a building over by where she lived and it looks the exact same. And there are a lot of places. It, it, Muncie has changed, but there are still a lot of elements of Muncie that haven't changed. And so, um, you know. I think that like there's something comforting about that in a way, because like you come back here and you go, oh, I remember I have so many memories from picking my grandma up at this building, or going to visit my best friend at her house, or going through going here and eating here, and it's just there's something very comforting. It doesn't hurt that I came during the fall when like it's so beautiful, the trees. Yeah, the entirety
0: oh. of Muncie, especially like Ball State campus is oh, gorgeous like this time magical. of year. Magical yeah me too Uh, in well on the topic of muncie uh like what areas of muncie like like either haven't changed or like sparked memories for you something like special about muncie so
1: i used to walk home from burris to my grandma's down tally avenue every day and um I would say just like being here and like the student center and like being around campus brings back so many memories because my best friend lived on the other side of, she lived on Meadow Lane over there by, and uh, by the circle. What is that called? Like kind of over by the media school and everything. Um, so like I just have so many memories of although I will say Ball State has changed. It really so has. much,
0: even in the years I've been. It's
1: here. really nice. I mean, really nice. I mean, it's like, I will say I went to IU for telecom, but I tell people like Ball State is the best school for media and Tcom. Well, the
0: best IPR is held in Ball State campus now. Yeah. And it has its own functioning radio program and news casting system. Like, it's crazy. It's
1: crazy. And so my memories. So Ball State has changed a lot physically. But that said, like, I will I will say coming to Burris, it's blowing my mind. Like you gave me a tour and I'm still like I'm walking down the hallway And it still looks the exact same. Like my locker, like I could have pointed to my locker. The gym looks the same. The auditorium looks exactly the same from when I graduated in 1997. So this, it's definitely conjuring so many memories for me. This area, like the playground, like it's just like this whole Ball State area is pretty amazing. I, when I was in elementary school, middle school, lived in Albany a few miles away. And I will say driving through that tiny town, I think there might be one stoplight or a couple stoplights. um, It literally looks the same like how it looked when I was five years old, which was in 1985. So it's just pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, I've only been at Burris for six years or so. And it hasn't changed very much except like some of the programs were like it got repainted. Or, yeah, like, I'm sure if I come back in 20 yeah. years, it'll yeah, almost like, look the exact
1: there same. There's some walls that are painted blue that weren't painted blue when I was here. But other than that, which is very comforting, by the way, because when oh, I yeah. was talking to my friends about coming here to do this podcast, they said, "Oh, is it going to be so different? It's just going to be depressing." And I was like, "And thank God it's not.
0: It still has that spirit." and warmth yeah and, well I think what you were saying earlier about the teachers and the way they teach I think that's still like constant here
1: yeah and uh, I love it when you were giving me a tour and we're going through the main hallway downstairs like all the like ki- little kids are going hi Graham hi Graham hi Graham hi Graham." <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh this is how it used to be when I was here and I would say hi to my best friend's little brother and his friends who I all knew and
0: ugh, loved it it is a fantastic school it is like it's a very special it Really is I completely agree with that, and I would not go anywhere else,
1: yeah, i mean i'm forty three years old, and I'm still talking about Burris.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I will be in
1: you Bur- will because yeah. you'll you'll get older and you'll you know adult, and then you'll look back and really appreciate it, you know sometimes it takes a few years for you to have the perspective and of life and adulting, but you'll get there, you'll look back,
0: yeah, well. Uh, hopefully I'll be going to college, like maybe a couple blocks away from here Yeah, and I'll still be able to see it. And, but I know once I like grow up, it still will hold a place in my heart because Burris yeah. is this, it's it's different. Like, it
1: is. It really is. I, and a, you know, by the way, like the fact that, yeah, like my mom went there, here and my uncles and my, um, my aunt, like they still talk about their friends at Burris and their experiences that shows you this holds a special place in people's heart and it, it doesn't go away. Like, so
0: yeah, we still have like those families that are uh, in here. Like my sister goes here. She's a couple grades younger than me. Yeah. We have the Canada's who've been going here since forever. Cause... Um,
1: I'm really good friends with Ryan Murray and oh. his daughter, Anna goes here. I think his other daughter, Grace goes here, but Anna just tur- is turning 13 today. Oh. But like his parents went here and I don't know if it's grand. I don't know. But like that's like a Burris dynasty. I just love it.
0: Yeah. It, it it keeps people coming back and like sending their kids here. And because like I I just love the school. Honestly, I would. From what I've seen at uh, like Central. like I've been to Central. I've done some stuff at Central. Not the same. Not the same. Nope. Like I worked there in the summer. I did some stuff for yeah. a program. I was in the building. No. It's
1: also really big. It's huge. It's huge. You can get lost there. I did ways. get lost there. Exactly. You don't get lost here.
0: Nope. Everybody knows who you are. It's a big circle. It's a big circle. Square, but yep. I, honestly, I think that was a great design idea. Just, like, put the auditorium yeah. in the center. Yes. Everything revolves around it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like, truly, the the feel of Burris is special. To it bring is. it back to that. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like going to Burris, like, how the teachers taught and how the things were done here... Helped you get where you are today? Like,
1: you know, it's so funny. I still think about certain things I learned at Burris. Um, I actually messaged my math teacher, the one I told you about, Mrs. Biggs, Donna Biggs, who she ended up becoming principal after I graduated. Or maybe it was was it when I was there? Hi, M- Mrs. Biggs. If you're going to listen to this, <laughs> um, but it was either when I was when I was here. She ended up becoming principal or after I graduated but anyway she was this really she had the really interesting method I remember of like and I know if she's listening to this she's probably going yeah the method is called this or this was why I did it but like she was she was one who would want us to sort of teach ourselves and try and work out um, how to do this trigonometry or whatever um, and then come back and then like walk us through it or we would kind of talk to her about how we thought that you you know do this certain type of math but I ended up reaching out to her just a handful of years ago because I was developing a game show that included like had a big statistical element and 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 odds and all that and I, I reached out to her as was like Mrs. Biggs can we talk because I need help <laughs> <laughs> and like I need I need you to walk me through how to basically like the mathematical component of this like big studio game show um and but I don't know if that really answered your question but like my point is that it had like an she, impact lately. it had an impact and she was like yes give me a call and you know um yeah I still think about it you know because the teachers here it wasn't just a traditional academic school it's like here's your homework bring in your homework I'm gonna mark it up you know, you got this grade. It was like, let's talk about how we got there. Let's talk about if it was a, if it was, you know, a class in American history. It was like, let's, let's not just stick to textbooks. Let's veer off the textbooks. Like, let's all come to this, like our opinions on what we think or what happened and why we think it happened and like how that affected, you know, how that affected the future. And I don't know, there was just more of like, um a bigger 360 conversation conversation about all the different topics it wasn't just like super black and white stick to the textbook which I think it is at so many other high schools it felt like a college class in high school like yep. you're all just sort of disseminating the info and like really like that was one thing that I think Burris helped prepare me at IU when I would have smaller classes at IU and we would all have to like kind of get together and like really just you know in small groups and talk about our lessons or what we're studying and everything it was sort of the same vibe as burris i know for a fact at other high schools it's just not like that
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, something actually really interesting is last year the administrator and a couple other teachers started this thing it's a class called capstone uh in where it's a class for juniors that helps plan their senior year but is also a like modified version of English 103 and 104. Mm-hmm. So like you take, cause you can take it for dual credit too, if you want to take those classes. So they allowed kids to take almost college level classes um, uh, while also planning their like senior year and beyond past that. Yeah. In a very like hands-on and activity and project and analyzing focused class, mm-hmm. which I thought was an amazing experience. Yeah. Uh,
1: I remember I was um, when I was a senior, they had midterm, uh, May term. So for the whole month of May, you could choose a topic and you could just study that topic. So that each of amazing. us had like our own individual like, you know, topic we were studying. I was into painting. I chose Georgia O'Keeffe, who is an artist, a famous painter, an artist. She um, so I literally would be every day going to art class and I remember I'd be there amongst like a classroom full of like fifth graders as they'd be taking their art class and I'd just be off on the side painting my Georgia O'Keeffe paintings and the art teacher then would come and like kind of help me with certain things but it was so cool that I got to do that you know and that I had that freedom to be able to like pick one area of study and it was painting georgia o'keefe you know it was really really
0: great yeah and i think that's great with the indiana standards now changing to like uh independent studies and internships allowing to graduate instead of like high test scores because that allows kids to do their own thing and choose what they want to do and i think burris is integrating that very well into the curriculum especially with what they've been doing with the middle school allowing them to take classes that are like My sister, right now, is in a class that's like working with the wilds and how to survive, like, do stuff in the wild. And, like, it's really cool. They have a, like, Greek mythology class. Um, They've had an entire thing where they got to write and perform their own plays on the Burris Auditorium stage. Um, I, this school is different and it's great. And I think it very much allows kids to express what they express and find out what they want to do. It really
1: does. It, it, it definitely allows you to have your own individualism it celebrates individualism right and it and it doesn't look down on you if you want to be you want to learn about this and explore this and become this type of person and this type of person it really fosters creativity and individualism in a way that not not many other schools might
0: yeah I have one completely random question that just popped into my head for some reason. Hit me. But like, okay, when you were here, you're junior and senior. What was prom like?
1: Oh, prom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was, I think, I think it was like a lot of other high schools, proms, you know, like we, we were all best friends in my grade. So I feel like, like I went with a guy who was one of my best friends um wait i think i have his name on here <laughs> oh yeah because it was in the yearbook yeah nathan pearson yes yep. nathan pearson. <laughs> shout out nathan pearson um so yeah it was gosh since we were a smaller class i mean it was probably a much smaller smaller thing than the other high schools but like it was the same i went and got my nails done i picked out a dress got my hair done my makeup done and um i think we partied at nathan's afterwards yeah, this big house and this huge basement, and we all went there, and it was a good time. It was a really fun time. Yeah.
0: I think one of the special things we've got to do recently is we've gotten permission to use the um, so the Ball State Art Museum. They have, like, a gallery room. Stop it. You we f- get to have our prom in I'm- there. Wait, what? Yeah, so they have, like, this, like, showroom that people rent out for things or they do events right. in, and we, we just got to have, have prom that. in there.
1: Yeah, we did not have This <laughs> was
0: 1997.
1: I don't remember where we had it. But it was probably like the Burroughs Cafeteria. Um, <laughs> we did not get to have it at the Ball State Art Gallery. Yeah. it's Oh, you guys real fancy.
0: Mm-hmm. We got to go in through the museum doors. Come oh, Like, okay. it was awesome.
1: Oh, nice. Did you have uh, a DJ or was somebody like on a. Yeah, we had someone come in. I think it was one of the teachers. Okay. Which was really
0: fun. Cause yeah. Like, all of our school dancers. Could I have...
1: volunteer to be the DJ
0: next? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd contact Dr. Comber. She might let you. yeah yeah but it was it was it was it was fun is there anything else you want to add anything else you'd want to talk about here at burris or something that
1: i think that you guys need to start selling burris paraphernalia like sweatshirts and sweatpants because i i'm gonna buy it all up (laughs) my friends and i will buy it you need to have some nostalgic stuff, maybe like some old school Burr's Volleyball sweatshirts. Uh, yeah. Well, no. we, ha-
0: we have control of the website now. So I know I w- you do. We can, we can probably do so that. You need to
1: talk to somebody about <laughs> getting some inventory and starting to sell that because it'll sell out. Yeah. It'll all come from somebody in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, thank you so much thank for coming you for down. me. This was a pleasure, a blast. So fun. And again, your podcast booth is really impressive. And what you guys are doing is super super cool and i'm excited to be the first guest so thank you yeah we it's were excited honor. to have you
0: thank you for coming down and doing this which is brand new and so we really appreciate um you and other burris alumni immediately reaching out and trying to get this done so yeah thank you this has been back at burris uh, i'm graham reader and this is carrie wolf and thank you so much for listening